0: Get
1: together so that they can try Hello and welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I am Marcus, wizard of all things wonderful
0: and i am nick bard of the bombastic podcast that's pining for your pies roll initiative boom because today is the D &D movie dungeons and dragons ah i hit a light honor amongst the honor among thieves amongst (laughs) it should be amongst among thieves marcus I am so excited it was my challenge for you this week and I was super stoked to talk about d d but before we get to that guys you know the you know the things that podcasts ask you to do do those things rate review us let us know follow us on Instagram but most importantly the most helpful thing to keep the podcast going to help us defray the cost is to go to patreon.com slash now try this cast where people have 15 hours left to vote for next month's challenge and we were just talking before get here Marcus freaking bangers of freaking challenges this month yeah i mean we're I'm talking hyped. neon genesis evangelion we're talking the princess bride we're talking john wick Four. all the other ones are also hype but i know them less and they're less timely fair enough <laughs> i don't know what fair true enough. lies is what's true
1: lies true lies is an arnold schwarzenegger movie oh that is good i think and then i think there's is a new the- tv series out wait is that different
0: Mm, I think oh, for a second I was like gonna describe it, but then I realized I was about to describe Total Recall. I know that movie. Mm, yes, <laughs> I don't know what True Lies is. Is this one True sci-fi
1: lies. at all? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, well, it's about it's it's like government espionage. So not sci-fi at all. <laughs> I mean, if you believe Arnold Schwarzenegger could be a spy. If that's realistic to you, then it's just a good action fic.
0: If it's sci-fi at all, I would have guessed I saw some of it. But if it's not sci-fi, it's not sci-fi all, at all, everything I'm thinking of is Total Recall. Okay, it's never not, mind. Yeah, everything you're thinking <laughs> of is Total Recall. Uh, then we got Up Here, which is a new musical drama that I know you like a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't really started it yet. And then Extraordinary, a new Hulu series. I mean, like, really really good stuff and you guys can vote all you got to do is give a dollar to the patreon and you get to put in that tally and make your voice heard and if you want to become a five dollar patron you can submit these challenges put your voice out there have people vote on what you want and then all patrons can come over the discard and fight about which one's the best one be like yo true lies that's the best one you should come watch it because schwarzenegger we like him now you know, yeah. No, let's let's just forget about the fact he was a Republican governor. Psh, let's just love him now.
1: Yeah, who cares? Right. Look, nice. I don't mean to talk about politics, but of all the Republicans I've seen recently, he was the best Republican ever. He for seems me. solid. Seems
0: he was like very solid moderate. Republican. He was very like, look, yeah. can we just we're just gonna do yeah, yeah, yeah. Business, just steer the ship. I'm sure he did some shitty stuff. I'm oh, sure he did 100%. some stuff that was okay. But when we're talking about like what DeSantis is doing with Disney. Or like all the things he's doing with like taking books away yeah. and like all the things—it's crazy. I don't know how and he's anyone can losing support that. in the polls. He's not doing great. Trump is coming for him. Trump is coming for. Let's his not ass. talk
1: about sad things anymore. And let's can, I talk you, about can I tell you? Can I tell you one thing? One thing. One
0: thing. One thing about up? him because okay. somebody called Desantis Meatball Desantis Meatball Ron, and trump hasn't come up with a good nickname for him yet mm-hmm. but he has been saying in interviews and stuff listen people talk people call him meatball ron <laughs> i'm not one of those people but people are calling him meatball ron so uh, it's so trumpy to so say the stupid. thing and not say
1: the thing so stupid
0: honestly i've been <laughs> seeing
1: so many ai memes of like trump and biden playing like Video games Me too. together. Those have
0: been coming up. I haven't been watching them. That, I like, just in my brain.
1: Up. I don't care about the election. I just want to see them like game. <laughs>
0: I've been seeing them duel Yu Gi Oh and stuff. <laughs> this one's coming up in my feeds. I was like, I
1: don't want. I don't want to watch that. Honestly, That's crazy. I feel like no. I don't actually feel this way. But it would be cool if presidential elections were decided by duels.
0: Whoa, what a world that would be. We'd be in the Yu Gi Oh world. <laughs> that yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. But we're talking like. Era two or three, like era maybe five D's of Yu Gi Oh! because current Yu Gi Oh! nobody wants a president that could win a current Yu Gi Oh! tournament.
1: No, no,
0: <laughs> shade to all the Yu Gi Oh! If you can win there. OG
1: Dark Magician versus Blue Eyes, like that's that's the president I want.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Marcus, uh, is there anything you like to talk about before we get to D? Honestly, no. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get to D&D? Wow! (laughs) Bam, 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 bam! Zooming right to the plot of the episode. Today's
0: challenge is Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. And it's a 2023 American fantasy heist comedy film directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who co-wrote the screenplay with Michael Gillio from a story from Chris McKay and Gillio based on the T. RPG Dungeons and Dragons set in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting. Okay. Marcus. Yes. We have talked about it before. Mm -hmm. We're a couple D&D boys out here. We have played a lot of D&D over the years. And in fact, I think our biggest claim to fame is we've been playing in the same
1: campaign for Four years? That's I think the podcast is our biggest claim to fame. (laughs) (laughs) I meant our claim to fame to being D and D nerds. Mm, Okay, okay, I know what you (laughs) meant.
0: Listen, a lot of people play D and D, but it's the ones they put in movies that I'd be like, I've been playing the same campaign Mm -hmm. for 16 Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. and we're on the way uh, to doing that. Yeah, yeah, and we joined the campaign late. They've been playing that same campaign for six
1: or seven years which is amazing it, the world yeah. is continuing to grow it's just just such a fun game and it, it's a good group of guys hanging out and marcus talk to me a little about about the explosion at dnd because you got a little history with DD. Mm-hmm. i know i don't
0: i am a bandwagoner i've always wanted to play but it wasn't until 5e came out and it became a little more mainstream and i was able to buy a box at walmart that i started to play 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 that's cool you've been playing yeah, for a long
1: time. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been playing pretty much since high school. Uh, nerd. So, <clears throat> I had a group of friends. I went to a, an all nerd high school. I um I don't know how you can really differ- differentiate, but I definitely went to an all nerd high school. And so, there was a group of my friends that were like, "Oh, are we meeting up for the secret game?" And I was like, "What's that?" And and then the group of friends grew and they were like, okay, are we meeting up for the secret game tonight? Are we going to hang out? Oh, who's hosting the secret game? And it was driving me crazy because it's like well, so many of my friends keep talking about this secret game and using the term secret game. And it's f- making me upset because I'm like, I want to know what the secret game is. And they're like, you don't want to know what the secret <laughs> game is. I'm like, yeah, I, I really, really do want to know what the secret game is. And so then they invited me over not telling me even beforehand what the secret <laughs> game was <Nerds. laughs> they're like okay we're meeting up this day come with us after school like we're gonna go to like my friend's house and like do it so we're like okay so i went and they're like it's called dungeons and dragons and i was like <laughs> okay i've never heard of this and they're like so basically you make up a character and then your character does stuff and then they passed me a sheet and they were like, I made you a character. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Awesome. And then I played my first game of DD and and I had a blast. We were just being silly, like joking around. I think I kind of, you know, fell into some of the trappings of, you know, first time D&D stuff where you're like a little bit of a murder hobo and you're being goofy. But then eventually you get into the role play a little bit more once you're more comfortable with it and i had fun and we played for like i don't know at least a few months if not a year and then it just kind of died off. well we we fought a big monster and the game kind of like ended and then everyone got too busy but we had a finale that was kind of nice and it was great Had a good time love that i remember my first time was with a a post-college
0: roommate and one of his friends and it was 3.5 and i made my character who's the same character i still play today uh, that's when I made Misa Rube. It's the source character I made, and I still, still play. Swashbuckling yeah. Bard. And, yeah. um, you know, we've been playing ever since. I just finished DMing a campaign last week where my players finally fought Strahd. The Curse of Strahd is a very famous D&D campaign where they fight this famous Dracula-esque vampire, mm-hmm. and they fought that vampire, and they think they won. But they didn't do enough research to go and research that when you kill a vampire, it just turns to mist and goes back to its coffin. (laughs) So they killed him. They saved the realm. And then half of them. And they thought it was like the swan moment, like the walking in the sunset. And I was giving them all a reason to leave. And half of them stayed in this demiplane, shadow plane, and half of them left. And then I got to describe how. And then color started to fade from people's faces. The clouds. Started covering the sun again, and it seems like Barovia was the same. And then when you look over at the castle that was destroyed in the battle, it's as if nothing ever happened. And they're like, And I was like, and we're done. Good job, guys. (laughs) You didn't do it.
2: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: uh, Yeah, it was a nice. It wasn't a TPK, but it was also you fucked up and you did not do it right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but nice. the, this D&D movie they've been talking about doing this for a while obviously mm-hmm. there was a D&D movie in the back in the day and a cartoon before that we don't have to talk about the etymology of the whole D&D like i'm excited to talk about this movie but like they've been trying to do this movie for a long time and D&D is one of those brands that has been around since the 70s and it's just so weird because it's so synonymous with fantasy it's so important it's owned by Wizards of the Coast, who also owns Magic and a lot of other name, th- name things. But that's also owned by Hasbro. Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. And then Warner Brothers made this movie, mm-hmm. I think. You got it. Oh, no. It began with Warner Brothers. Um, uh, did it, someone else buy it off them? And now it's Paramount. Yes. Oh, okay. It's got on, got on got Paramount got now. Got. Yeah. So, so many things. The directors change. But the directors of this are the directors of Game Night. You saw that movie? Yes, I love
1: that movie. That was a great movie. Loved
0: it. It was a it was a sleeper mm-hmm. hit movie. Anyone very that has a seen watchable, it, beautiful comedy. Like though mm-hmm. we don't get comedies like that anymore. No. It was like a classic, just a comedy. It was wonderful. But to jump right into it, we are we have a s- star studded cast: Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Winay uh, Jean Paul, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, Hugh Grant, freaking Hugh Grant, and they are just an adventuring party and. Like they do the adventure and yeah. we got this movie. We did get this movie. Uh-oh. Nothing nothing <laughs> against the movie yet.
1: But I feel like I was kind of tired of the movie before it even like appeared in theaters just because of all the algorithms now and because every website has a version of TikTok. And so you're scrolling through <laughs> your apps and it's like, bam, you want to watch D&D, bam, don't you want to watch D&D, bam, here's the cast of D&D talking about D&D, and you're like, okay, cool, chill, 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 I know I'm a fucking nerd, I know I'm a nerd, I'm sorry, but wait till, it's like, true. we are a little closer to the movie actually coming out. It's true, and it's also, like, the D&D nerds are gonna see
0: it, though oh, all that effort should have gone somewhere else, maybe, hmm yeah, you know from yeah, a marketing
1: yeah. perspective what do we know we don't know shit we don't about know anything. marketing movies but it seems wrong <laughs> it's just like i am gonna watch the movie like chill out i don't need to like be endeared to the cast or have them talk a million times about i don't know we're really I so the interviews where, like, I've they
0: never really were like i really were selling before. who the actors were yes they were really excited like we got chris pine we yeah, got yeah hugh grant yeah we got michelle rodriguez you're coming to see the movie right i know and and the truth is
1: yes yes i yeah that (laughs) cast was so weird like it's so weird it's just a weird group of people and it's like they're all likable and maybe that's what they were going for i think so but it's just a weird group of people to put together like michelle rodriguez i you know I don't have strong feelings about her. She was in Resident Evil and Fast and Furious. And like, that's kind of where I know her from. But other than that, whatever. But I liked her like a little
0: bit. This kind of felt like the fan casting on Tumblr cast this movie. Like these are all the names that would be like people would fan cast it. And then they actually did it. They, it does kind like you know? of feel like a fan cast. like michelle rodriguez doesn't get enough love in hollywood and stuff mm-hmm. but everyone would put her in the fan casting of the dnd movie because she actually plays D and yeah. she's a badass but she actually got yeah in this movie is a prominent part you know That's true Which i feel is, like
1: vin diesel should have been in the movie it was weird that he wasn't yeah he should have been the- i'm really glad he wasn't yeah
0: well no he should have been an orc he should have been like an orc an that orc. they killed
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: he should have come in and be like oh gonna how are you joe- gonna get through here and michelle yeah. rodriguez cut off his head
1: right if we get a sequel joe Manginello or whatever's gonna be in it too joel he sure. should be in it he yeah. has been the biggest advocate for this game out
0: of any celebrity anywhere you know yeah but we'll we'll go through the movie because honestly, there's just such cool, interesting parts. And it, the, the movie kind of plays like a quest. So there's like, beat yeah, for beat to talk about. But overall, just what are your thoughts and opinions on the
1: movie? My thoughts and opinions are like that. I am excited. I'm excited about the film. I, I like d and a lot. I like playing D&D, but I'm confused. Mainly because... Ooh. I understand from a D&D perspective, D&D themselves wanting to make a movie because it promotes their game and yada, yada, yada. But it's just so funny because it's such a, like a, it's a brand that to me, I don't super care about because it's just a, a, a fantasy vehicle. It's a vehicle for your fantasy so that way you can make up characters and places and things like that in the world. So you can play your characters in the world, but there's so much supplemental materials that it's created its own universe. So there's D&D characters, there's D&D locations, there's D&D things. Yeah. But it is- Nobody cares about all, those. Yeah, but no one much. should care about it because it is all a vehicle for your own imagination as DMs, as players to make yes. up stuff to put in there. So then why do I want to watch that? Super correct. <laughs> like I don't see DD and I think, oh, I want to watch that movie necessarily. I see DD, I'm like, cool, it could, it could have been any fantasy movie. Could Which have been is any fantasy brand.
0: It seems like hopefully they understand that why this is Dungeon Dragons colon honor amongst thieves. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like if they now come out in three years, Dungeon Dragons colon quests for Dragonlance. And yeah. it's a completely different kind of movie in a completely different sphere mm-hmm. of D and then it's dungeon dragons colon rhyme of the frost maiden and it's a completely different kind of adventure you know like and it's a horror adventure like this is a yeah. comedy heist and yeah. i think that was a great way to start but like i think you hit the nail on the head for this to like do what they wanted to do they really need to embrace the fact that D is so many different things for different people mm-hmm. that it should be Almost an anthology series, right? Like a uh, like a Tales from the Crypt. Agreed. Or like
1: a, uh, something like that. the cinematic you know? universe of D&D yes. stuff is super easy. This group yes. will see in the background of the next movie or we'll hear yes. about this movie in the other movie because it's a shared mm-hmm. world. Something yeah. like that. And then they'll all join up at the end and fight a big bad guy or something like that. And do Several what they're movies supposed to down do in the, the line.
0: MCU where everything's supposed to be different, not the same exactly marvel the biggest thing that they've we've heard complaints about and i think they're justified is that's what they said they would do and marvel movies feel like marvel movies now
1: yeah 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 uh, and, and i it, not am gonna say good or bad but that they do i'll be honest this movie felt like fast and furious for nerds like it didn't feel more complex or nuanced than that for me no. at least no it didn't that's but, not a bad thing but that's
2: how th- it felt.
0: Th- I, I think that there was um there's a lot of love there was a lot of like directness. There was mm-hmm. a lot of like inventiveness family. in this movie. There was oh shit. There was a lot of family. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot. Oh man. Oh god. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. no. I take it back. I take it back. The DD movie. DD mm-hmm. movie starts off with our main characters in jail, which I love. But I will say this right off the bat: I thought the pacing of the movie was a little weird.
1: Okay. Didn't you? You uh, like, weird in about- what way? Too fast, too slow. Well, what about
0: it? It just felt disjointed. It didn't have a like a good flow from scene to scene. It felt like I wasn't completely engulfed in the movie. I liked the characters. I liked the situations. I liked the comedy. I liked the action. There wasn't anything I audibly or visually disliked about the movie, and yet I felt myself a little antsy as I was sitting there, as if. There just wasn't a natural flow to the movie. Now, I don't know if it's because they were trying to go for a session by session kind of D&D thing. I don't know if it's just going, gone through so many iterations that it just didn't have that smoothness. I also thought the music was a little weird. Like, I, the pacing of it, just like the flow... I, it kept me out of the movie instead of in the movie. You
1: it know? felt like Fast and Furious. <laughs> I like it, if you watch one of those movies, it feels like it's thing then thing then thing then thing then thing then thing then the movie's over,
2: and
1: yeah. it doesn't feel like the events are bleeding into each other in a very smooth way. It's like location, 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 location. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess yeah. we're here. I guess we're here there, and and that's yeah. how this movie felt too.
0: Which is funny because how. I suppose Lord of the Rings doesn't feel that way because even though they're from place to place to place to place, there's just a little bit of downtime in between. Mm -hmm. There's more like. Investment in the
1: traveling
0: aspect. of it, I, I mean, they're
1: also running a lot. Like, there's a lot of shots of them just like running somewhere, walking somewhere, riding on horses, and having yeah, a there's conversation. A sense of there, this movie doesn't have. Huh? Yeah, yeah. This one felt like we had a lot of time <laughs> mm-hmm. to do whatever we needed to do, and also a questionable amount of time because you didn't know how long it took them to get places. It just kind of they were there, and yeah. that's okay. That's fine. But I think it is a strength
0: of the movie if you can't pull it off. Like a Lord of the Rings movie or an Everything Everywhere All at Once movie or like a movie that where the pacing is so spot on with whatever genre thing they're doing. I think if you can't nail it like that, I think doing it like they did in this movie is completely like justifiable and totally valid and like made the movie quick and breezy and nice and smooth. It's just there's just f- being an epic fantasy movie mm-hmm. and being so funny and me like feeling so ingratiated to the characters. Yeah. It's not that I wanted the movie longer, but I wanted more there that helped that flow. You know, you- like I don't know how Doric and Edgin feel about each other. I don't know yeah. really how the sorcerer and the barbarian like interact too much. Like that was missing a little bit. You know, a movie doesn't feel like that? What?
1: game night game, game night, night is like,
0: a perfect example when they of go from location to
1: due. location they're having these conversations you're getting to know the characters a little bit they're like it just feels natural which is something that would happen in a D game like oh you yeah. have like some downtime do you, what are you doing oh i want to talk to this character i want to talk to that character So it's just interesting because it's not like this person they can't do it. We saw them do it. Game night. I felt like had great pacing. You ended up in a crazy scenario by the end of the film, but you didn't feel like, "Whoa, how did we get there?" You're like little small changes you know frog in, in a, a pot of water kind of thing and then all of a sudden you're at this big crazy finale whereas yeah. with the D movie it just felt like okay we have to quickly hit these story beats
0: it felt like that it felt a little like and i could be wrong about how they made this movie but it felt like they were like okay what would we like to include in our d d movie? Mm-hmm. And they didn't like break the story. They made the story fit pretty well with the set pieces they wanted to do and where they wanted to go and the jokes they wanted to make. Yeah. Right. I, it felt like they were probably like, let's have a speak with dead gag. Let's have a dragon. Let's have Coliseum fight. And then how do we fit all that together? Uh, which again, isn't a bad thing. It's not, it, but it, th- I think it was lacking in this movie. It was the only, the only thing that I was visibly like, turning to lexi i'm like movie's good while i'm like bouncing like this as opposed to like engrossed and not and just audibly Mm. gasping all the time you know what i mean
1: yeah i feel like this is definitely a movie that i'm like oh it's a fun movie great to go see in theaters like good summer movie good you could just like action-packed fun time but not a movie that I'm gonna be like, oh, that was like a solid movie that I think you need to watch. I am excited
0: to watch it again because I think at the end of the day, I think it's the characters for me that like made it enjoyable. Everyone, it's like you said yeah. about the people; they're all very likable. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: yeah, I think the marketing did a lot to be like, these are actors that you like, these are good people, this is a good group of friends you would want to play D and D with these people. I feel like a lot of the advertising was just like regular. Moments like trying to make them seem like regular, everyday kind of people that yeah. you could also see at the table, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, totally agree. And so that worked. And it worked. It totally it worked.
0: Yeah, I think just to talk about him, Chris Pine. Chris Pine's a kind of actor that's been around a long time. He was. In, he's been in Star Trek. He's been in big movies all the time. And he's one of those people that everyone enjoys, but nobody writes home about. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I love me some Chris Pine. I think. For me, he's right up there with the Ryan Reynolds and the Chris Pratts and the Downey Juniors, and as people are having the conversations about all these leading men that are funny and witty and like charismatic and handsome, the Hemsworths and all that, I think Chris Pine's right up there. He does exactly he. I can't think of a single time in the movie where he doesn't do exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. He is like pitch perfect. He knows what kind of movie he's in. He is serious, but funny. He, he, he is serious, but doesn't take it seriously, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it crushed it. I mean, the fact that they made a movie, they made a D and D movie. And the main character is a guy as big as Chris Pine. And he is a bard. That is so funny. Yeah they even make the joke in the movie where she's like well what do you do i make plans yeah but you already made the plans, so can't you leave and he's like well if those plans fail i'll make more plans so she's like oh so you make plans that fail and and he's like oh no and that sounds like (laughs) the exact conversations we would have in our group with our bard which is me
1: (laughs) yeah it's funny (laughs) that you say that because i you had texted the group something very funny and i'm gonna put you on blast a little bit because you had texted the group, like, oh, like representation matters. And it's so important to see characters like yourself in Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Obviously, like, yeah, there's two minority characters. You don't see a lot of minorities in fantasy. Like, it's that's sick. You're absolutely right. I totally see what you're saying. Seeing people that look like you on screen, that's so important. Especially in fantasy, this movie's doing such great things. And you were talking about <laughs> the white man, Chris Pine. <laughs> One and, of the Chris's. As a bard, playing in the same way that you play your bard character. <laughs> and I was like, what world am I living in right now?
0: that's how i felt he crushed it he crushed it. i couldn't have asked for a better bard i really couldn't have oh god i loved that that was great well i just felt very pointy in the group because every once in a while just to put our group on blast they don't like the way i play my bard and like it's it's fine sometimes we all have to flex our muscles with who we're playing with and you know be cognizant of how everyone plays at the table but like sometimes i feel that way and it's like there's this mainstream movie with this mainstream mm-hmm. person with these big budget things who are playing the bard exactly how I play my bard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it was just very validating. But you're yeah. right. Uh, it's also wonderful how much diversity is. In this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Michelle Rodriguez and Justin Smith are right up there, yeah. top billing with uh, with everyone else. And like, oh yeah, definitely. You mentioned Michelle Rodriguez. Gosh. I, She's so lovely. Yeah, she does exactly what she's supposed
1: to do. She's Everyone's funny when she's to be funny. Yeah. Does exactly what they're supposed to do. It this felt like a Chris Pine, Chris Pine as a movie. Like everyone yeah. showed up. The movie itself showed up. It did what it needed to do, and it got out of there. And it was like yeah. it didn't overstay its welcome, so that worked. So even if you didn't love it, it wasn't like super long or like in your it face about it. It went to yeah. Thing to it moved. Thing. Great. Yeah. It had, I don't want to say great pacing, but it didn't have great flow, but I think it had good pacing. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it
0: was hard because the movie was like a quick, tight movie, but like you know it, it, you want for more you know like mm-hmm. it's like those little but it, it, try, it tried to do that i mean it, it, it really tried to give the characters c- character beats like yeah. and i really appreciate the movie didn't need to movies don't feel like they need to do that but that's what makes a good movie right like yes. it was a little tropey chris pines backstory what it was but like they played it serious th- and the, the opening gag, how they told his backstory. Yeah. Very funny. I was laughing when he was telling the council his backstory and he kept interrupting himself, wondering mm-hmm. if, what was the character's name? J- Jonathan or. No, J- 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 it was
1: not Jonathan. It was like Jorbathan J- Jor- or something. Jorbiton.
0: Jorbiton. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Which is such a, fu- it's, that's such a DD and d joke, right? Yeah. That is exactly how it's exactly what we would like name a character a and then make fun of Jonathan, Yeah. Jornathan. Uh, Jonathan, whatever it was. And it was an error, a, a bird person an Araraka or whatever it is. And he's telling his backstory. And then like Michelle Rodriguez, when you see her significant other, her ex, when you see the sorcerers, like inner turmoil with his mm-hmm. ancestor, forge Hugh Grant's character in his progression of how he got to where he is. The only one that I think we needed more from his doric the druid because she was the coolest one and we know the least about her yeah she was just a tiefling who got adopted by elves she was cool and smart and that's all we got she went on a date once with the sorcerer yeah I, i i hope they don't date like once at the end of the movie, they were like, oh, maybe I'll give you another date. I hope they just stay as strange exes. I think that's way funnier and way better than now that they're lovers because they're dorks and they don't work together. Yeah, <laughs> just,
1: I, I, I feel know. like it'll be interesting to see how that relationship develops. I think so. I'm glad Chris Pro- Chris uh, Pine did not end up dating Michelle Rodriguez or whatever. Like oh, that was yeah. really good that they had a brother sister relationship.
0: It was a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Again, Michelle Rodriguez, like, gosh, she's just one of those ladies who has just been in the business so long and just is a little taken advantage of because she's like people are like, oh, you you're like a badass woman in the background or like, you know, but like as a Latina, as an action star, she has earned her brass to be co-lead with chris pine Mm -hmm. in the movie and it was just so cool to see because she totally deserves it like as a person as a performer and she was so great in the movie like when she's kicking ass and chris pine's like trying not to die it's very funny they're the odd couple that totally works Mm -hmm. and you buy their love and you buy the daughter's love for her and their relationship and it's so good yeah
1: yeah and and by the end you you know what t's saying in chat you see that like their relationship was strong and she's the only mother that Chris Pratt, Chris Pine's daughter ever knew. And it was nice. And it was just like a beautiful thing to see. And since you saw it coming a mile away, right? Of course. Of course.
0: But if Michelle Rodriguez wasn't so sincere in her performance, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have worked. That's why it worked because she was like, she was so great and so sincere and so lovely and kicked so much ass.
1: I think that I, we, we had some problems with the flow of the film, but I will say yeah. this, the jokes and the like relationship stuff, I think really, really landed. Like their dynamics were great and the comedy yeah. was great, which is hard to land in a film. The jokes were great, right? Mm-hmm. The jokes yeah. were very like legitimately funny. Yeah. Like maybe there was a moment of
0: cringe or two, but like overall in the world, the jokes were and, and something about the jokes that really stood out to me is they were confident jokes, similar to game night. Mm-hmm. where. The 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 big one of the biggest one is the joke with the resurrect dead, right? So they have to go to the field. They need to resurrect one of these dead people to find out the location of something. And it could just be a one joke where Chris Pine accidentally uses his questions. But they do it again and again and again. And then there's a meta joke underneath that where they have to go to different corpses to follow the helm as it passes hands. And Marcus, it's all one big joke. Yeah, but they pay so much time and attention and sets and money because they needed to make all those corpses, all those effects. And they had a whole flashback sequence of a whole warrior battle. You have to pay all those actors. Mm -hmm. You have to pay all the sets. They had to, and they did all that for the joke that the resurrect dead spell is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and like it never goes like in the movies, you go to the person, you find out, you move on. This is how it yeah. happens like in a D game. If you mm-hmm. have like a clever DM, they would totally fuck with you like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and yeah, mess with yeah, yeah. you like that. And it's so funny. And they, give it so much weight and importance because they know it. it's confident they're confident right about mm-hmm. the joke Yeah, and that happens throughout the whole movie and it's really nice to see
1: absolutely I mean just the, the, the fact that the movie starts off you know and they're in the jail cell and they're trying to get a, a leave and they have a plan oh Jonathan 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 and then Jonathan comes and they grab him and jump out the window <laughs> that's like, the whole joke and then the, that's hilarious <laughs> and the fact that like as they're jumping out the window they say like you were pardoned like <laughs> yeah. they got the we park. liked your story <laughs> that was so good i was like dying laughing yeah. at that scene and and yes. that was a great way to start the movie great way to like introduce you to like these are the kind of characters we have at play these are the kind of people this is the kind of story we're going to tell and this is the kind of fun we're going to have yeah i love it i loved i loved
0: love the humor and love 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 the humor like i love that it was a comedy it's, it's like you said there's so much room in the d brand to not have comedy but like the comedy in this film really freaking worked and one of I loved the Paladin. The Paladin was so funny to me because mm-hmm. Paladins are so sanctimonious and they're so stick up their butts about everything. And Rene Jean played that exactly how you would as a Paladin. And then in the interviews, too, he would talk about like, yeah, that's how Paladins are. So that's why yeah. I played it that way. And I was like, wow, he, they're all they were so respectful of like what this game is. Yeah. Oh, big complaint. I don't. He shouldn't have left the group. I loved his energy. I loved agree. his dynamic. It was kind of weird that he left the group. He should have just stayed. Yeah. Maybe it was just a writing thing because he was too OP.
1: Mm. But I love that he was OP. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. But if he stayed but. with the group, they would have been able to solve the problems faster, probably. Maybe. Or just fight no. the jaguar that's in the maze. Yeah, that's true. So... To talk about, it'd be a waste to not
0: talk about like the amazing set pieces and action pieces of this movie, like how it all played out. Like, so, you know, once we meet all our, oh, you know what? I just realized that this movie does the stupid thing that I see in movies that I usually hate and I did not mind to hear where it's the gathering of the group one by one, getting them all together, right? Like, usually I'm really annoyed at that, where it's like, it's almost like they'll go meet the person. It's like, we need to meet our bombs expert. (sighs) you're annoyed by
2: that you love heist
0: films i like you know what you're right i do like that a (laughs) lot but i'm specifically thinking of one movie where it was done really badly which one actually i think justice smith was in that movie kong skull island 2017 film it did that with its characters and it was one of the cringiest worst things i've ever seen i hated it so much it was um tom hiddleston and brie larson and the way they gathered the group was like the worst ever so mm-hmm. anytime i think of it i think of that because it's so it was so bad but you're right i do usually like it yeah. i liked
1: it in this movie yeah i was say I feel like this movie was a heist movie right like if it, it followed it really similar was. structure it played with it though because there was magic involved yeah you of know, which was just
0: enough of a difference to make it different mm-hmm. and fun hmm but then the, the whole conceit is, I think that, uh, again, I think if you were talking negatives of the movie, I, I guess this would be one of them. It is a fetch quest. They have to get this thing to get this thing to get the helm to get the thing to get the stuff to get the thing. Right. Yeah. And we have to one by one get all those things. But the journey to get there was great. So, yeah. you know, the whole Underdark fight with all the people that the paladin killed and then the, the dragon. Oh, my God. I
1: love chubby dragon yeah Chubby dragon love was Trimby adorable dragon. it was pretty good i like the portal gun thing S- so good that was fun there were a lot of like cr- little creative things that i liked the 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 reason why i think it, you can tell this movie was written well
0: is because that portal gun paid off mm-hmm. multiple times yeah like they were like you have this crazy thing and then they explain it and it could have felt like um i do sex machina to get out of that situation but they were like no we still have this and I think my favorite scene of the whole movie was the heist into the carriage that they use the portal gun on the painting. And and as they're like the Druid, like comes from this world into that world, into the portal and to get all that, that was my
1: favorite part of the film. Mm -hmm. It was just so well done. It was so kinetic. It was so funny. I loved it. Yeah. I, I think visually too, this movie was stunning. I think there was a lot of like interesting visual effects happening. I think there was a lot of like cool things and it felt like my, you always had stuff to look at on screen. That was visually interesting in some way. And a lot of practical, practical effects. Yeah. A lot of practical effects, which is like, I mean, that's huge. Practical effects. I feel like look better. Yeah. Like I don't have any complaints about the CGI, like
0: the the displacer beast or the Mm -hmm. mimic or the things that obviously are going to be CGI. I thought they were all fine. They're all good. I have no complaints. The statue that came alive, Mm -hmm. the dragon statue, but like the moments of practical effects when they could do them like. The Jonathan or whatever from the beginning, and like I mean, we started this movie and we saw a dragonborn sitting on that council, a full-on oh, half yeah. dragon, half person person just sitting that. there. And it was just a part of the back. It didn't need to be. They could have cut a corner, it could have just been a human. He wasn't in almost any of the movie. He mm-hmm. wasn't important. He didn't need to be a dragonborn. But if this was the DD world, there would be a dragonborn on that council. Yeah. So he was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And throughout the movie, the, except. I will say tieflings are supposed to look like demons and Doric does not look like a demon. Doric looks like she has some cute little horns mm-hmm. and that's it. I don't know if they thought they couldn't. I don't know if they made her a tiefling for a story reason we didn't get to. I don't know if they were scared to make her purple and look like a demon because they thought they wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. T she had a tail, but when did that tail come into play or it was important, right? Like it was barely there. You know what I mean? Yeah that's fair like tieflings don't look like that tieflings look like demon people and they didn't do that i kind of get I, that are, do you explain to me why like i I just don't
1: understand why because i don't know it doesn't matter i feel like <laughs> 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 you know it's it's fantasy i think wow. that's that's the part of no D&D you won that argument like, <laughs> wow no, no no no
0: you you don't have to any anymore i lost Lost that argument.
1: <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's weird. You Literally. have the D&D branding on it, right? Which yep. I think goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier, where it's like, it is just a place for you to do a make up in. And is the sure. movie going to be beholden to the world of D&D? Or is it going to yep. do a make up and you're in this weird kind of middle spot? where that's the thing though it wasn't in the middle spot it was it honored the source material
0: incredibly so to the point where this the way they talk to each other with the sending stones yeah the community the cocky talkies they made literally if i opened up the dnd book right now i don't know where my player's handbook is yeah but if i opened it oh i think it's in my dmg if i open it up literally if i go to the sending stones page it looks exactly how they look in the movie, like no joke, exactly the same. That's how they looked in the movie. Mm. This this film was incredibly faithful in so many aspects. Is there a portal gun in the D and D? No, but there is an arcane gate that acts like it. the 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 wand lets you cast that spell. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It was very like I don't know D and D that well, lore wise, because there's yeah, just yeah. so much of it, and who's got the freaking time for all that? But like there's so much in the movie. Like there's a couple things that they change just because like Doric, her ability to wild shape that many times, nobody can do that. Yeah, yeah. And technically they can't turn into an owl bear, but like that sound, that feels like rule of cool stuff for me. Right. Yeah. But like, Could I just she don't know why they be a
2: half
1: elf tiefling that we don't know they about. said she wasn't, she was adopted by the elves. Yeah. But you, if she was adopted, she doesn't know what she was originally. Tieflings
0: are already half I guess so. You're right. Her you're right. Her great grandpa could be a demon, not her father. That's totally yeah. true. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. You know what? Yes. Egg on my face. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, it just seems weird that they didn't go full send for that part of it. Which is fine. I, I just think it
1: would have been cool if we had a purple main character. It, it, you know what? It probably wouldn't have pulled well in the Midwest. <laughs> Yeah, but they give her
0: red hair. I'm sure that doesn't pull well in, like, Florida or something. (laughs) That's that's going to pull
1: better than a demon running around on screen, I think.
0: Oh, I was just thinking purple skin, but you're right. If it looked too demon, the satanic panic of it all. Yeah, you're right. I think if they have a sequel, they can give her, like, a Trigon with Raven, like, Origin, and her daddy or her mama wants to come and, like, torment the world or something. Honestly, that'd be kind of dope. Maybe our I I don't understand tieflings. Are they demons? What? What's what's the deal? It's it's the same like a dragonborn. It's just half demon, half person, uh, half elf. Okay, they're just mm-hmm. a like a barb, like a oh gosh, I forgot what they're called. What is Grog from Critical Role called? I thought he was a giant. <laughs> Go, he's a Goliath. He's mm-hmm. a Goliath. So it's um, he's half giant, half person. Can you be half arakakra arakokra and half human? In present D&D they have been very open and inclusive in their wording so you can start making stuff up like that but there cool. isn't a class that already exists that has giant blood in your background and human blood okay know? cool but like that's just where tieflings come from yeah from either other tieflings or from demon human hybrid people Who's but they've changed wording
1: Who's who's what? out there keeping track of D&D lore? Like, why? Again, why does this have to be set in the D&D universe? I mean, I guess it's to sell toys is the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you sell, sell toys, the game, sell, you the sell your source
0: books, you sell books, you sell, you know, all that stuff. I'm sure there's somebody's job that that's I mean, there's a I know for a fact that somebody's job at comic book, at, in comic book land in Marvel and DC that is a job. I've watched interviews with those people. So I assume the same person exists for D&D about all yeah. the lore but also the people who make d they're freaking nerds dude they're like he- they're like they do know this stuff they will be able to tell you the six goblin gods where they come from what land they're a part of and like how they've interacted over the last 3000 years yeah you know but that's that stuff's not important to us. But yeah, and then uh, and then there's the Coliseum fight, which is great. We get to see the old D&D cartoon characters brought to real life. We get to see a mimic and a displacer beast, a gelatinous cube. It just felt kinetic. It felt smooth. It felt mm-hmm. great. One of my favorite scenes, though, was definitely the druid trying to invade the area as a fly and then getting away. That felt like something
1: that can happen in a D&D game. That was that really felt, cool. I liked that a lot. And it looked visually. And the yeah. payoff
0: of the joke for the deer.
1: Yeah. Great payoff. It was it was a good payoff. It was a good joke setup. It was, it it was cool visually to seeing the chase happen. I, they tried to make I, it look like one yeah, shot. It felt yeah, great. I do think also again to your point of like it not being like D and D accurate. I I it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, she yeah, can turn totally. into a million
0: animals a day. That's fine. Whatever. Well, literally, you just um like on uh, I she must have done it five times because on the character sheet that you just played, it uh-huh. says she can do it five times. Instead of the two that you normally can, right? So it just, you know, <laughs> they just—that's like, great. That's how many you're... times she can do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and oh my god, I love owl bears. I—it's my favorite D D like creature. I have multiple oh, minis heck, of owl bears. Yeah. I have Lexi's gotten me all these mini. Oops. All these mini baby owl bear minis. Oh, that's cute. I have an owl bear stuffed animal in the other room. Oh, Owlbears wow. are my favorite. I kickstarted that too. Wow, it was, it's very very rare. But owl bears are my favorite D D creature, and the fact that we got it in a movie is so cool, so clutch, so happy about it. It was really cool. I don't cool know to watch. why I love owl bears. They're just so specific to D and D. Yeah, they don't you exist also like anywhere bears. else. I guess I also like bears so it lot. is just a cooler bear. It's just a and D bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also have tons of bear stuff right here. Yeah, in my yep setup There too. you go. So. Yeah, there it is.
2: <laughs> it's D and D specific. And bears. I got a and D bear over here from. Oh, Critical that's cute. Roll. I like that a
0: lot.
1: It's got the armor on.
0: I think that's all my bear stuff.
1: <laughs> Do you think uh, there's we, there's yeah. a world where they take the D and D movies and then they make like a Critical role, live action film. Not with the people in it as the characters, but just because they're getting older. I think we're the closest
0: mm-hmm. we've ever been. The mo the the Amazon show you haven't watched the second season. My God, Marcus. Listen, I'll be honest. That first season, great season of television. Loved it. It your biggest complaint. I remember when we did the reviews, like you said, it felt like you're a little out of the loop because it felt like you didn't watch it. And it felt like that a little mm-hmm. bit, you know not so much you can watch it the second season didn't feel like that it was lexi who does not has not watched any of it doesn't know anything about D does she loved that second season wow. the, pacing, the flow great. getting their backstories the calamity of it all like felt yeah. worthwhile and now after the success of that season they just sold their next campaign mighty nine i heard and not yeah. like a rumor amazon bought it they are making the mighty nine cartoon as well as well as the third season of critical role wow. and i i don't know if they have already bought a season four mm-hmm. or five yeah but the way the story is getting there's gonna be a season four because they're already setting stuff up or at least four maybe five and like if we get five seasons of an animated show and they animate their next campaign it's and if they the the live action that, movie they, it has to come down the pipe yeah.
1: eventually right yeah god it would be cool I watched the first three episodes of the second season. I thought it was boring. So I stopped watching. What? I will keep watching.
0: Fam, you really thought that? Yeah. Come on. I will try to keep
1: watching. It just feels like I'm forcing
0: myself to do it. What happened in the, let's see, episode... Oh, sure. I... mm, Yeah. The first three are a little bit of you starting them setting up what's going to happen in the season, right? Yeah. It's the, the dragons attack, everything's bad. And then they go to a random place. And the person said, you got to go get these things.
1: Yeah. It's very, It was boring. And I was like, cool. Awesome. I'm not invested in this at all. You might not like the rest,
0: but I will say trying to be unbiased. The next parts of the show are them going to get those things. Yeah. And every time they go to get something, something's happening in that place that's specific to one of them. So, like, when Matt Mercer crafted the story, he didn't just have them go get random things. Yeah. When they went there, like, for example, not to spoil too much, they have to get the Titan stone Knuckles. They're owned by Grog's uncle yeah, who tried to kill him and pull him out of the clan, right? Yeah. So, like, it's like big stakes are involved, and it's cool stuff.
1: Here's my biggest problem with all of this stuff. It feels like I am listening to my friend tell me about their d and d campaign, which is cool <laughs> and awesome. And I listen because they're my friend. But I don't know sure. these people. They're not my friends. So I yeah. don't care about their d and d campaign. Uh, So it's like watching them play D&D, including all the boring parts. Mm -hmm. And I those parts are skipped when you tell me about your D&D games or other people tell me about their D&D games. So it's kind of I don't know. There's just like that lack of connection for me in all of this content. And for this movie, I felt like, oh, this is just a fun, cool story that I'm enjoying, which is kind of nice. Yeah, there could have
0: been the, them finding out their fetch quest in this film was very quick. Mm-hmm. It was like, great, we need the helm. Let's go get it. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was know? it. And, and it was just in connection, like they needed Justice Smith's character. And they were like, cool, Justice, how do we do this? Well, we could get the helm, but it's probably impossible to get. And they're like, no, nah, let's go get it. Cool. And then it's going. Whereas a TV show or anything else feels like it should explain why, you know. Yeah, why we have to get those things and where those things came from because there's a lore involved and they're fantasy things you know what I mean so I I totally hear you but I will say by the end I was freaking jumping off the wall with how much I loved it but if you didn't, if it's not your thing, you're just a loser and you can't be involved. Like, what can I say? I,
1: I, You know what? That's probably not what it is.
0: That's probably not what it is. I, no, I, that's the only thing I can think <laughs> of. Like, out of all the things in the world, you not liking this singular show that me and T and Lexi like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that just makes you a loser and weird. That's fair. Right? That's how it works, right? Yeah. I'm an outcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not every Everything can be everyone's cup of tea. I would say maybe give it one more shot yeah, getting past I, the initial start of the season.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm right now I'm watching. I'm not really watching, but occasionally we're watching Dimension 20 and making our way through that. Yeah. I would not watch a TV show that, you know what uh, I mean? And I don't know necessarily. Yeah. I haven't watched all of Critical Role, so I don't know if it's the same kind of deal. But I I like it and it's interesting and I want to keep trying to watch it. For sure. Marcus, I, I'm
0: so far behind in Critical Role. I am getting to the age already now where I'm like shh, watching camp live play
1: campaigns is an old, a young man's game. <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel like the market is like oversaturated. Everyone's doing it. Everyone has yeah. one. And I'm sure they're also all like cheap. mildly interesting. But like yeah. the fact that you have these like really top tier people with four hours a week of content that you have to trudge through and then all the people trying to compete with those four hours, it's like yeah. there's just too much – they have dominated the market in a way and people's time in, in such an interesting way that doesn't leave a lot of room for people to make their way in there. It's exhausting to to follow all this content i
0: agree the D D fandom is a very specific one because it feels so you almost feel guilty for not watching everything mm-hmm. like i haven't watched almost any dimension 20 but i know it's amazing i know and it's also i watch college humor stuff like i'm a fan of these people yeah. Yeah. independently i just ain't got time no agree that's all it is that's Agreed. all it is but it's all great and which is why i like the fact that the animated show is there because it definitely is more digestible but definitely you're not the only one that's not, not watching it and didn't, that wasn't too into it you know a great way to little, introduce people to stuff yeah. yeah but uh anyway to uh to talk about the movie just to wrap it up here I think the way the movie all wraps up feels earned it feels right using the resurrection on Olga feels great the connection the final fight you know as far as final fights go feels pretty good they're all finally working together. It's a very tropey like ending. I will say the one thing that I felt a little like, you know, I feel like this was a solid B, but you could have gotten an A movie. Mm-hmm. Is the way they used the portal gun to use the money to make the people leave the Coliseum for them not all to die. It felt a little easy for me. It just yeah. felt a little easy. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. else seemed like it took so much work and heart and luck and that one was just like, and we're just going to put a it. That here. one just worked. And put here yeah, and yeah, it just worked, you know. But it was like, how else were they going to get all of these people mm-hmm, out mm-hmm, of the thing mm-hmm. to justify it? I don't know. I think let them all turn into zombies. Completely destroy Neverwinter. Yeah. Like, I, let Neverwinter completely be destroyed. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Let all these people be turned into zombies. Who cares?
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see where the franchise goes. Because I wouldn't Same. mind a sequel with these characters. I think Same. the movie probably did well enough to do that and justify it but i also wouldn't mind just completely different characters it's so crazy they can
0: do so much stuff mm-hmm. if it's traditional hollywood we just get a sequel if they're being a little daring they'll just take doric and go follow her on an adventure and if they're super duper daring and understand what they have they will make a completely different dungeons and dragons movie and we will get a sequel to this one in three more films yeah right Yeah, like later but who knows i sure don't
1: but marcus what what uh what do you think a a sequel could be for with that's not following these people or that follows them a sequel that follows them i think has to definitely stay away from like his daughter chris pratt's chris pine's daughter being kidnapped or whatever i feel like some kind of maybe focusing on michelle rodriguez and her ex and something there happened tribe that she got left behind yeah, from. yeah right? yeah yeah maybe some, some some get incorporated people's backstories maybe doric's family her tiefling family comes into play in some capacity yeah. or maybe the paladins mm-hmm. his backstory
0: mm-hmm. he 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 that's how he gets back in the movie right he yeah brings them to come help him
1: because he helped them yeah and and something what's his face justice smith was yeah he was a sorcerer right he wasn't a wizard he's from a bloodline of sorcerers so doesn't that mean that he has like a some kind of god pact that he's made that's a warlock that's warlock warlock. okay you're thinking warlock
0: sorcerers have magic from their bloodlines wizards study it sorcerers are born with it warlocks make a pact got it okay but 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 i think your point is Obviously, a sequel is one of the, this was Edgin's story. It's someone else's story. Exactly. It mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all yeah. works. You can do it for Same. each one, honestly. Definitely. And it would kind of be great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Truly. And then if they make a different like what I know you may you might not know all the d properties as much as some of these freaking nerds out here. But like what next DD movie would you want to see? Would you want to see a horror movie? Would you want to see? It's interesting I don't that know. you
1: say this. Because I feel like the opposite of what I do with comic books. With comic books, I feel like there's a lot of genres within comic books and movies have kind of made them into like a genre in itself. And that's yeah. not how the, when I read a comic book, that's not how it works with D and D every D and D game I've been a part of has been the same or similar or in the, yes, there might be spooky elements. There might be like a spooky thing, but it's just an adventuring group going on adventures together, having fun. Yeah. You know? And so I think that for this franchise, add more serious elements, add this stuff, but don't lose the humor and the comedy. Cause I think that's the fun part of this whole thing. I think D and D should, should be a right. fun franchise.
0: Yeah. Like, Listen, I think if I had to tell them what to do next, I think you do Curse of Strahd. It's D&D's most popular module. It's one of the most well-known named properties. There's so much room. There's such rich backstory and characters that are there to pull from. But it's literally these characters fucking up in that world trying to fight and save the world yeah. against the vampire that's seriously trying to kill them all. 100%. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I think they... I think they nailed the formula. I think they they were like, I think this is it. And I think it's it. Yeah. You know, there's things to improve upon, of course. But like, I want to see more movies like this that are fun, yeah. adventuring parties, but in different settings, in different stakes, in different you know avenues. Right. Yeah. You know, fighting dorks, parents, you know, fighting sh- the people trying to free Barovia of the reign of Strahd, trying to what other? Oh, trying to stop Tiamat from mm-hmm. being resurrected. Right. That would be fun. Stopping I don't even know what all the modules there's Storm King's Thunder, there's elemental Yeah. Eye, brain. A
1: million modules
2: you
0: know.
1: for yes. them to do to do. I think to, to pull from. they have so much to delve into, and that's kind of exciting, but I, I don't want them to lose any of the fun aspects of it. Yeah. All right, Marcus, anything else you want to talk about for the D D movie? Um, uh, no, I think all the actors did a great job. I loved watching them. I loved how fun. It was, and seemed like they had a lot of fun filming it, and that's it. Awesome, Marcus. Did you like the D and D
0: movie? I did. I liked it. Hell yeah, samezies. Would you recommend the D and D movie?
1: I would definitely recommend the D and D movie. I think it's a good, fun time. I don't know if everyone's gonna like it. I might recommend it to my mom, but it, you know, that's kind of it's an easy film though. Some moms are on right? the fence. Yeah, but it's, it's an, an film, easy right? film exactly yeah and maybe it'll give them a little taste of like
0: oh that's the D thing and you're like yeah and they're like cool not for me yeah. But cool yeah and if that's I, like
1: enough of a takeaway there are certain parents i think that i could see being like oh, this is a dumb movie but <laughs> i also do think it's an enjoyable watch for most people
0: and lastly would you will you be watching the next movie if and when it comes out yeah definitely i'll give the next movie a shot future oh well here we go uh in february 2022 a spin-off tv series was announced to be in development a part of a multi-pronged approach approach for television projects the show is described as the flagship cornerstone to the live-action series of multiple projects while the series will complement the film's side of the franchise i assume similar to what this uh, marvel is doing in their world yeah oh you know what I wouldn't mind that if we had a show that followed Dork and then a show that followed Justice mm-hmm. for six episodes, and then all go and then they come back together for a big movie yeah. for another thing in, in two Actually, summers. Actually, that's
1: a great way of doing it. Like, yeah, it would a, be really good. Like an insular cinematic universe where it's like, yes, it's a shared universe, but like yeah. people from the t- core team are getting little TV shows, not everybody and their grandma. I will say that that's my only gripe with the
0: mcu and with star wars it feels like we're getting farther and farther away from mm-hmm. what we love and i heard Andor's one of the best star wars thing to ever come out i have no reason to watch it who the fuck's andor I and i will get to it someday yeah and i'm sure it's great but like it's not an iron man tv show yeah it's not a luke tv show you know what i mean yeah, like even watched, the mandalorian
1: was a stretch yeah i watched one episode and it was great but with with marvel at least those characters are like fantastic. they're gonna be in the movie you know they oh i can't yeah. miss it because they're gonna be in the movies with star and wars or, it's like he's dead he's gonna
0: die <laughs> we know they're all dead we know the future
1: so i don't care why like it's about that's, the investment
0: yeah. that too that's why i'm really excited about that what is it acolyte which is like pre high republic star wars Mm. it's like thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of years ago that sounds pretty cool
1: because we only know whispers of some of those characters
0: we don't know how it all came to be and
1: that could be cool i'm excited for ahsoka like pretty hard because really i love dave filoni i think he saved star wars like that's my like very maybe controversial opinion i i love ahsoka in the show but like do
0: I need Rosario Dawson putting on this peak? I don't give a shit about her. Tentacle wig? She's
1: Ahsoka! Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Ahsoka's beyond her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, No, uh, I don't. There's, I am excited for it because, like, Star Wars Rebels, all those guys are going to come into the show. Like, they showed Sabine. They showed all these characters. And I'm like, kind of Are they going to be cool? I don't know, but I want to see them and give it a chance.
0: All right. All right. All right. You know? Well... Maybe I'll get to them someday. Lexi and I are watching Mandalorian very slowly, so it's our I first Star Wars thing started. ever. S- no, the beginning of Mandalorian. Oh, We're like, so you're season episode one. Episode like five. Yo, season one sucks. I <laughs> well, it's making Lexi watch it. Okay, I think it's fine. It's just more episodic than I think we would have wanted it to be. It just season two
1: is much better. So the first episode oh, of season one I think is great. Se- last episode of season one I think is great. Season two is great, and then I yeah. haven't watched season three yet. All right. Well, Marcus. If you feel so inclined
0: like one of our fans to follow us, you could at now try this cast on all socials. You could leave us a podcast review on Spotify or iTunes. We, uh, we would love some uh, reviews over there because they help bring traffic to the show, get more fans, get more people talking. And if you really want to support us, you go to patreon.com slash now try this cast where you can vote and submit suggestions on what we do. Join our discard discord
1: Uh, And if you can't do any of that, we just love that you listen. We appreciate you. Uh, Good night. Good night, guys. Remember, Patreon, you can still vote if you're listening right now, if you're live and you haven't voted already. We don't know what our next challenge is going to be. So stay on our social medias. Take a look at those and you'll find out when we find out. Spoilers, right now, John Wick chapter four is winning. So if you don't want us to watch John Wick
0: chapter four, head over to the Patreon. (laughs) You can can change that. And uh, hell, you can sign up for Patreon again and again and again. Like some people have to vote multiple times Mm -hmm. to make sure that your thing
1: hey, you want us to watch Schwarzenegger's True Lies? You can make it happen with your dollars. I love the Patreon so much because so many people come up to me and I'm sure you have this too where they're like, Oh, you should do this. And I'm like, we have a Patreon. Go submit it. And then <laughs> when they realize they have to pay money, they're like, hmm. And then you see if they're how, how true their convictions and they're are. They're actually going
0: to listen. listen <laughs> people tell us things to do. And I'm like, do you listen? Yeah. Do you care what we do? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I've been busy. And like, and I'm oh, like sure, that's fine. But, okay. uh, but like, why am I going to do your thing if you're not listening? Exactly.
1: To the thing? Exactly. <laughs> Give us your money. Give us your money. Because we'll we do- love you. We love you, and we'll do your thing. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Remember to go out there and try some things. Good night. Good night.
0: I think the easiest way to, like, really get into talking about is... is Marcus, who was your favorite
1: character in this movie? My favorite character from, like, who I liked the most? I would say the fat dragon. Great. Out of the main (laughs) cast
0: of characters who have top billing on this movie, who would be, you say, your favorite amongst those thieves? The druid. Well, let's find out how you run her because we're going to play a game. Roll the clip. (laughs) Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. Well, Marcus, I thought that the best way to find out how easy and or hard it is to play this game would be to play the game a little bit ourselves. Marcus, to make that fair, I am not going to do anything except play with you because we're pulling in the professional DM, Tizom Pope, to run us through. Holy shit. To run us through this game. The way this is going to (laughs) work is I have here, uh, we're very lucky, Wizards of the Coast released character sheets for the people, for the characters, for the people in the show or in the movie. So, you will be able to be Doric, the tiefling druid, here while we play. Okay, that's awesome. And I would have picked Doric, you son of a gun, because she's the most powerful person, but I cannot now. So, should I pick the paladin, the bard? Ah, You you gotta pick the bard. Come on, you're a bard boy. Uh, He can do the least amount of things, though. Oh, (laughs) wow. Okay. He can attack with his loot, dude. That's what it's you got to like, do.
1: <sighs> What's his charisma at? It's eighteen. Okay, right,
0: yeah, no but hard. it's on charisma. Hugh Grant's charisma is twenty.
1: Oh come on, that's insane.
2: Take it away, T. I'm done talking. First first thing I would like is I would like to thank you for inviting me on something that isn't as depressing as Grave of the Fireflies. (laughs) (laughs) Introduce yourself, T. My name is Tizom Van Cleef. You can find me on all socials at Tizom Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. I am a dungeon master, a writer. I have a YouTube channel. I... I'm a foodie. I do a little bit of everything. And I'm a little bit camera shy, so I'm probably not gonna look at the camera. But I have been playing D&D for, what, eight years now, I think? Wow. And now I'm gonna run a quick session for you that I wrote in about 15 minutes today.
1: Let's yeah. go. I am ready.
0: Yeah, let's call out Nick for asking you today. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is fair, to do.
2: <laughs> okay, so you are playing Doric and Edgin. Right? That's, right. That's his name? That's right. Okay, uh, so handsome end, loving um, bard. Yeah. So you are in the Colosseum, and you look to see the red wizard safina enraged by defeat, the souls of the Colosseum stolen from her. Consumed by hatred, she screams in agony as veins of black necrotic energy spill forth from her. An ominous black door appears in the center of the arena, opening beneath your companions, and they fall to the depths.
1: No, you rush over
2: and probably my daughter. (laughs) Probably. You rush over and you see just the void. What do you do? I jump in the void. No, don't jump in the void.
1: And I, uh, I turn to a hawk and fly after him to try to, to stop him. But like a big
2: hawk, if I could turn into one. Maybe like an eagle? An eagle. Sure. Edgen, you jump in, and your sense of direction wanes as you fall into the cold darkness. Dork, you jump into the air. Your limbs turn into wings as you fly down. And you just as you are about to catch Edgen, he disappears. So you continue flying on until you hear a large crack as Edgen reaches the bottom of the chasm. You find him lying on a pile of decaying bones, and he takes... Uh, it's okay the bones six, broke my fall <laughs> six points of fall damage Oh, I gotta keep track of this okay before you is a room of dim light you see a massive stone and wooden door but your friends are nowhere to be seen what do you do uh, I so just,
1: oh, I you say. know
2: magic stuff what's going
1: on um yeah no I totally know magic stuff hold on let me whoop that's how I do magic that's my magic noise that was from the film uh, <laughs> i what spells do i have just casting the following spells using wisdom <laughs> animal messenger be <Beast> sense <laughs> speak with animals those are bad spells that's all i got you also have you have cure wounds entangle fairy fire and thunder wave yeah um okay okay <laughs> can i can see only the door i use my i do a perception check to see if i can see around make a perception check uh i also
0: get up from the bones and look around me Make a perception check. Oh, yeah. 13 for
2: Edgen. (laughs) There's bone dust in my eyes. (laughs) Edgen, you see a door. Yeah, hell yeah, I do. Nice. I got a seven. You both see a door in front of you. Um, In the distance, though, you do hear the yell of your companions. What? Does it sound like it's coming from behind the door? Sound like it's coming from behind the door, and then momentarily, a second later, you hear movement to your left. Hmm. And you hear the rattling of metal.
1: I shoot a... A slingshot at I don't I don't shoot the, the shoot the slingshot, but I shoot it in the direction of the sound. I also I guess I turn back into a human. I guess I'll I'll turn back into human.
2: Make an attack attack roll as a
1: disadvantage. I pull out my loot, my reinforced to loot. Ooh, I got a nat twenty on one and an eleven on the other.
2: You miss. You hit nothing but a wall. You hear something move swiftly. Make a dexterity save. Oh no!
1: I Fifteen. A six.
2: We're gonna kill these movie characters. (laughs) Dork, you you hear movement to the left, you shoot in that direction, you hit nothing, and then you you hear movement. And right as you hear that sound, you shift slightly to the right and you see a claw, a bone claw, just barely miss you. You see a creature emerge, it's covered in chains and keys. It's live, emaciated body is long dead. Its ghastly eyes are staring directly at you. Roll for initiative.
1: Oh no. (laughs) Eighteen. Uh six. Edgar, you're
2: up first.
0: I approach the skeleton hurriedly with my loot over my head, screaming, Gimme back my daughter, you pile of bones. And I attack with my reinforced loot, which is somehow stronger than a sword
2: make an attack
0: roll great i get two attacks my first attack i rolled an 18 that hits my second attack i rolled a 17
2: that also hits
0: great these you know what i've realized is these characters are kind
2: of op yeah Uh,
0: because i get to roll a -A da and two tens. so i will do that um, for both of these attacks, so forty damage in total wow. from, my reinf- from my
1: loot. For wow. some reason, it does bludgeoning wow. damage
2: plus thunder damage.
1: Weird. I wonder if there's a secret we don't know about from
2: the film. Maybe, because I don't remember him actually doing any kind of magic no, that we he, visibly, he did, that's all.
0: He did it. Well, he also has like charm person and suggestion and friends and message, which like makes sense, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. him doing. But his loot, I think just the so so what I imagine is when he when I come over and ah hit you with the the strings go and it vibrates the bones.
2: Ooh. It vibrates the bones and you see the dust of an ancient skeleton fall off. Um and then he reacts with two claw attacks at you. Ooh, 20 to hit. That hits. The second is a 17 to hit. That
0: also hits. I do not I wear leather armor. I'm just a dude. <laughs> That's the one place that they did not beef these guys up.
2: It is 15 points of necrotic damage total and if you could also make a constitution save well, it would have been
1: real good if we picked the cleric. There isn't a cleric. What's the John Baptiste guy? What's that? The guy from... Uh, He's a paladin. Paladin. Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I honestly I would have picked him, but his thing
2: seemed complicated. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I rolled a six. Am I dead? You fail. No, you do not fail. You do not die, but your max HP is reduced by the amount of damage you just took. So your oh, no! max HP is reduced by 15. Okay. And Doric, you're up.
1: I say we got to get out of here, and I I'll, I run towards the door to try to open it. But also while I'm running, look back and shoot a slingshot at the enemy, making a sack. I roll a fourteen. You're this super powerful person, and you shot a rock at the guy. Yep, that's what I'm choosing
2: to do, baby. Fourteen just misses. Okay, well, what about Useful. the door? Did it open? I make <laughs> uh, a make a from a investigation check. <laughs>
1: No, I said i try to open the door and take a shot while I'm running.
2: Make an investigation check. Sounds sus to me.
1: Look, if we were sitting here playing a, a for real game, but look, I, maybe I couldn't get away with this, okay? But this is a, a sped up speed run podcast version. I got an eight.
2: Uh, the door's locked. <laughs> <batter. laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to just die. It's going to take... Edgen, tw- <laughs> and, and you're up. I
0: run away from the bones and I try to... Say, Dork, move out of the way. And I cast suggestion on the door, asking it to open.
2: <laughs> okay. It does not open. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, and since you run away, it is going to, you're going to see it raise both of his arms and stick them out in front of them. And you see this black energy just stayed around there, the arms and limbs and shoot from its hand. And as it does a grave bolt, and it is going to attack you. That sounds it's bad. It's uh, which is a 18 to hit that hits and
0: uh, 16 to hit that. also hits. Okay. Don't kill Chris Pine. He's everyone's favorite. He's how the soccer moms are into this movie. He's important.
2: Mm, yep. He's the every man. 20, uh, 26 necrotic damage. <laughs> okay. Uh, Doric, you're up.
1: I use fairy rebuke. And I
2: you use what?
1: Fairy, fiery, fiery rebuke. Fiery. Sorry, it's fiery. Fiery rebuke. Okay. Fairy rebuke. <laughs> yeah. uh, so
2: the de- that is a deck save. Deck save. Yeah, 15. That is a, a three on the die.
1: Yeah, let's go. So 3d 10 fire damage. So 26 damage. Wow, that's almost max damage. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You got that plot yeah. armor. Mm-hmm. That good, let's good go.
2: plot armor. Okay, so you turn around and you use this fiery rebuke and it is engulfed in this greenish flame. And you see the strips of leather that are wrapped around his body catch on fire and one of the limbs falls off. Uh, It is looking very damaged, but it's still up. Edgen, you're up. Uh, uh,
0: I, I look at, I look, I take my stance and I look at the pile of bones and I say, look, you overzealous coffin keeper. Thing. I'm not as quick as Chris Pine is. Uh and I and I magically taunt him with disorienting words and I say, Are we over here? I'm over here, bones, I'll get my dog on you. And I make a wisdom saving throw. That
2: is a natural one.
0: Wow. You take fourteen psychic damage and have disadvantage on your next attack. Hell yeah. I imagine he just feels bad about himself
2: now. So Okay, it is going to lunge at Doric since it was the last one that it's official to attack from. Ah, uh, a disadvantage is a natural 20 and a natural one. So trying to kill nice. this Second attack is a five and a 13. Uh, fits. So, so a five. Yep. Uh, Doric, you're up.
1: Okay. I'm going to take two slaying shot attacks at the enemy. First one, 24. Does that hit? Hits. Bam. It takes seven damage. Next one, 15. Does that hit? Just hits. Bam, six damage. (laughs) Blam, 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 blam.
2: In character. Nice. (laughs) You hit it with your your sling attacks and it just hit, it catches on one of the the strips of leather that are already on fire from your uh, fire rebuke and hits it directly in the neck. The f- head falls off and the, the body engulfs in flames and you have felled the creature.
1: We did it. We have to get out of here quickly. We don't
0: know how many more there can be. All right, Doric, if you're done sh- showing off, can we please save everyone? Come on. And I go and start slamming on the door with my loot. Uh,
1: uh, I look around uh, and uh, see if I can see any way of opening the door again. I keep hitting it with my loot. Like maybe something fell off the Make creature invest- or something.
2: Make an investigation check.
1: 15.
0: I don't understand why you're not having me roll an attack roll for my attacks on the door
2: roll a strength check uh 20 no 17 you hit the door and it has some give but it is still locked with your investigation check you find hanging from the leather straps that crisscross the body of the creature black a key that's carved from black bone mm. and you see that it looks similar to the the lock on the door itself uh so you open you're able to open the door and you find your companions on the other side the magic of the you. void fades and The magic of the void fades and you once again find yourself standing in the midst of the Coliseum, the withered husk of Safina unmoving and the final wisps wisps of her magic spent. And that is the end of your session. Woo! Chris Pine,
1: what was that? I forgot Uh, your character's name. (laughs) Edgin.
2: Edgin. Edgin, okay. Thank you so much, T. That was great. Thanks, T. You're welcome, guys.